What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. This is Husker Online, your authority on Nebraska athletics. In this weekly show, the Husker Online team will give you the latest insight on Husker football, basketball, baseball, and of course, recruiting. Now, here's your host, Husker Online publisher, Sean Callahan. Welcome here to another edition of the Husker Online Show. Sean Callahan, Nate Klaus, we are on our long tour on the road here uh, following Nebraska around at these satellite camps. We're still in Miami, Florida, uh, but we'll be heading to St. Louis and to Los Angeles on Saturday and Sunday before getting home late uh, around midnight on Sunday after the camp in the Redlands. It's been Nate a... A long week on the road, a very fun week, though, uh, just getting a chance to, to see these camps, see the the different players around the country. We've really been the only media at a lot of these camps. I mean, it's been unbelievable access to get to see all these players, all these coaches, and, and kind of just be a fly on the wall for the entire week. Yeah, it's been really interesting to, to like you said, see the players and, and be around the coaches, but... Uh, to me, also watching the coaches interact with the players, I think uh, you kind of get a, a good feel for how these guys go about not only recruiting kids and how they how they talk with guys and everything, but also how they evaluate what they're looking for and um, and you know when they get excited about a certain kid and it's just uh, you get a you get a better feel for the entire process just being able to be out there and and watch it and um, and then it's always kind of fun to see fellow coaches kind of interact with one another especially when there's a ton of head coaches out there I mean there's been a couple camps where there's you know not necessarily a who's who of college football but uh, uh, quite the collection of Adidas is finest. Yeah, of Adidas is finest. So, uh, and that's always fun to watch. So it's been it's been a busy week, but definitely very entertaining. Yeah, there's no doubt. It's been interesting just to, to watch. I mean, I've been impressed just seeing my, being around Dan Mullen. I have a whole new perception of that guy. Just mm-hmm. talking to him, seeing him grind and work these camps. David Beatty at Kansas. Another guy that's really impressed me, and uh, they've got a five-star and a four-star commit in their class right now, and and you can see why. I've seen that Kansas staff hustling around yeah. as much as anybody out here in, in Nebraska. I mean, I think it's it's you know what really got me, Nate, is you watch these coaches how much they they have to be on their cell phones even when they're on the field. Yeah. Um, you constantly see head coaches, assistant coaches interacting, having dialogue with recruits while they're at these camps on the field. We've seen coaches from Nebraska FaceTiming with recruits yeah. uh, on the field. And, you know, you, you get a chance just to see why Dante Williams, why Keith Williams connect with kids uh, when you kind of see all these things happening live right in front of you. Yeah, there's uh, recruiting never sleeps, especially when you're an ace recruiter, when you're that type of guy. And that's definitely the category that – Keith and Dante Williams fall into, and they're always on their phones, texting guys on the phone, you know, having recruits call them, um, you know, FaceTiming, like you said, you know, before the one of the camps, I think before the FAU camp yesterday morning, their um, – Keith Williams was FaceTiming with a recruit and then he went and found Mike Riley and Mike Riley was FaceTiming with that recruit and it's just uh it's it's pretty neat to see that process 
live and in person. And um, I know Trent Bray during the For- Florida International Satellite Camp was getting ready to coach um, his, one of his stations, and he got a phone call from a recruit. And so he had to kind of step away and have someone else fill in for him uh, while he while he took that phone call. So recruiting never sleeps, and, and you can get a good feel for, you know, just why Nebraska is having a lot of success because these guys are working it. They're working it all the time. Do you get the sense that Nebraska does the FaceTiming a lot more than other schools? I mean, it seems like that's a new wrinkle within recruiting. Obviously, the kid has to be comfortable wanting to do that, and you have to be comfortable wanting to FaceTime. Um, but it, it's like an extra – it's almost like a handwritten letter. I mean, it's like a, a new touch that you can do to really personalize your interaction with a recruit. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's way more personal than a normal phone call. And, uh, and I do feel like that – Maybe the, it's happening more often now than, than it did in the past. I know there's certain recruits out there, too, that, that prefer to, to FaceTime, and, and, and they talk about it on social media, too. You know, Joshua Moore is one of those kids that is talking about, hey, I FaceTimed with Keith Williams today, or, hey, I FaceTimed with Nick Saban today. You know, it's, it's kind of uh, it's a, a, something a little bit different that doesn't always happen, and, and I think that's something that, that kind of makes Nebraska a, a little bit unique when, when you've got a lot, of, a lot of the staff FaceTiming with a recruit and especially when you can take that phone right over to the head coach and and have the head coach talk to a, a player you know via FaceTime as well. We are listening here to the Husker Online Show Sean Callahan, Nate Klaus. We're in Miami and uh, we got done so late on Thursday uh, after over eight hours on the field um, with two camps that went from 9 to one thirty, and then uh, I think 5 to, to past 9 um, at Florida International. We were at Florida Atlantic in the morning, Florida International in the evening. Uh, so we didn't get to tape a recap radio show on f- the Florida camps, but this is really an Adidas town. You've got FIU and FAU, both Adidas schools. The University of Miami, also an Adidas school. Um, so it's not a surprise. The the, the turnout of talent and kids um, was outstanding. I mean, I I think maybe one of the best days of talent I've ever seen in, in my 15-plus years of traveling, working camps, and events. Absolutely. It kind of puts into perspective just how many prospects there are in in just a short amount of, of space. I mean, the Miami-Dade and uh, in, in, in Broward counties are – are just absolutely loaded. I, I was talking to somebody at, at the Florida International Camp, and and he goes, "This is the mecca. This is the football recruiting mecca. You can come to South Florida and find anything that you need for your football team, uh, whether it's a wide receiver, a cornerback, you know, tight end, lineman, whatever the case may be. You can find it down here if you really if you really try." And, and there's there's no question that you, you can. Well, to put it in perspective, Larry Bluestein, who's been recovering, uh, recruiting in South Florida for over 40 years, uh, he covered Tommy Frazier. He is the authoritative kind of local expert on South Florida, specifically high school football. He said at a camp like this, you might have 400 guys here. 250 of the 400 are legitimate Division One tal- caliber guys, and that is not a stretch. I mean. No. I mean, that is not a stretch. Now, there might be some academics or other issues that could prevent some of those guys from going Division One, 
but you're seeing kids down here, they jog four six forties. I mean, it, it, it's they they're just coasting a four six. I mean, it, it's unbelievable when you see guys run. Um, you know, in, in the speed level, the skill level of kids in South Florida. It really is. It's it's extremely impressive to to just see just the sheer numbers. I was thinking at one of the camps that this this camp alone's probably got more talent than, than the whole 500 mile radius yeah than the whole 500 mile radius back you know back in nebraska and the surrounding areas so i mean when you put it in that perspective i think that really uh i mean it's mind-blowing to really think about and now you're not going there to get your whole recruiting class but you're going there to maybe if for nebraska you're hoping to get one or two guys from florida maybe one from atlanta i mean you're just trying to kind of build a little pipeline in each place where you can get a little rapport of a kid or two. Now, other programs have a different. They might want to get six or eight kids from South Florida. Nebraska is just trying to develop that presence down here um, and you know develop some relationships, get that FaceTime with a kid, and then maybe hope to get that kid to come up for an official visit for a bigger game in the fall. Um, but it, it is difficult. There's no doubt to get a kid to leave this part of the country. Uh, but if you can get one or two, I think for Nebraska, that's really what you shoot for. Yeah, and it is hard to get kids from this area to visit Nebraska. Uh, but once that happens, I think the you know usually the Huskers are are very much in the mix, and and you're right. I think the the main goal is just to get one or two guys each year and kind of continue to to have that presence and to have somewhat of a of a connection back to this area from Lincoln to to the Miami area because um, it's a whole lot easier to get more kids out of South Florida. Uh, when you have a couple on your team, than it is when you don't. And Omaha's added a direct flight. They are they are adding a direct flight in July on American Airlines from Miami International to Omaha. So maybe they can use that yeah. um, in recruiting here down the road to get a kid in easier. Um, but you know, let, let's talk briefly about the two camps. It was interesting. Uh, you had two rivals, FAU, FIU, um, Lane Kiffin, the always very controversial, the Kardashian of college football. Um, you know, running the show at FAU. Um, he had Art, you know, it's Art Briles' son is on that staff with him. Um, his brother Chris, former Nebraska guy, uh, was with Hugh Freeze at Ole Miss. Um, that was an interesting setup. Then in the evening, FIU with Butch Jones, excuse me, Butch Davis. We get, we've joked about how we get that confused. Butch Davis, the former uh, Miami Hurricane head coach, Cleveland Brown, North Carolina head coach. Um, I thought it was funny that they were not allowed at each other's satellite camps. So no FIU at FAU and no FAU at FIU um, because they are rivals. They are recruiting a lot of the same type of kids. Um, but, you know, it was definitely um, – you know, we, we were wondering how that was going to work, and, and Lane Kiffin did confirm that uh, they kind of had a gentleman's agreement to stay off each other's turf. Well, and it makes sense. I mean, it would <clears throat> essentially be like Nebraska – Having the, the Iowa football coaches work their camp, you know it's now A and M and Mississippi State, same division. Yeah, um, and I feel like they might cross over on a few kids, and they definitely do. They definitely do. But A and M probably thinks we can beat Mississippi State. But heck, A and M's got Dak Prescott now, and and you know playing for the Cowboys or not A and M, but a Mississippi yeah, State. Yep. Um, so that that's a pretty big feather in their cap when they go and recruit in Texas. So when you add that factor in, it is a big deal that A and M allowed Mississippi State to be on their campus yeah especially with all the kind of controversy surrounding the satellite camps when you talk about sec schools but um but when you've got florida international florida atlantic only about 
what, 30, 45 minutes away from each other, and you know that they're going toe-to-toe with a lot of the same recruits, um, you know, are fighting to – to have winning seasons and kind of turn these programs around, it makes sense that they decided, hey, look, we're going to do our camp and and uh, you do your camp and we'll stay out of each other's way. Yeah, and, and getting the sense from talking to people down here, you know, Kiffin, I think, is building FAU to kind of win in a hurry, and I think he wants to probably get out of there in a couple of years, yep. uh, the way they've taken some transfers and, and how it's set up to be kind of almost a two-year job to get out of there. And I think Davis – um, is, is looking more to for the long term. His age is a little bit older. I don't know what other job he's going to get out of FIU. So I think two different head coaches kind of with different approaches on on their paths. Uh, but between the two programs, they've only had winning seasons, uh, I think, six times over their histories combined. Um, so for all the talent, for whatever reason, no one's been able to really consistently win. And it'll be interesting to see how those guys do it. But we've got a whole show here on tap, uh, special satellite edition. We caught up with Nebraska's head coach, Mike Riley, uh, offensive line coach, Mike Cavanaugh, defensive line coach, John Perella, wide receivers coach, uh, Keith Williams, corners coach, Dante Williams. They all joined us for one-on-one interviews. You're going to hear from all of them in this satellite edition show as Nebraska still has camps in St. Louis in Los Angeles that we will be at. Uh, Then we'll close the show uh, with what Nebraska will be doing uh, to make these Friday Night Light cams even better. That's all next on this special satellite edition of the Husker Online Show. This is HuskerOnline.com, your authority on Nebraska athletics. Well, welcome back here to the Husker Online Show. Sean Callahan now as we continue this week-long tour we've had around the country um, as we've been in Texas and Georgia and Florida. And we'll head to St. Louis and California as well as Nebraska's conducted these satellite camps. And one of the cool things about being out on the road like this is you, you just get better access than you would get back in Lincoln. Uh, you're around the coaches um, a lot more and um, you know, on fr- Thursday, we were on the field over eight hours uh, with the Nebraska coaches covering the camp, uh, the camps in Miami. And, you know, we had a chance this week to get a, uh, to interview head coach Mike Riley as they were out uh, in Texas uh, getting ready for the San Antonio camp. And we talked to Mike Riley about a number of different things, including eligibility and things of that nature. As we've already reported this week, Elijah Blades still waiting on something, but very optimistic he'll he'll be here. And Mike Riley told me the same thing. Well, here's my full interview with Nebraska head coach Mike Riley on the road at Nebraska Satellite Camps. We're here in San Antonio, Sean Callahan, joined by head coach Mike Riley as Nebraska just got done at their second satellite camp, a part of this big Adidas tour coach. And there was a lot of talk about kind of altering these satellite camp rules. And Adidas has really kind of gotten in the front of uh, really taking advantage of the new rule and uh, using these types of camps uh, with Adidas schools. Well, you know, I think it was uh, a, a real good idea, you know, with the, with the new regulations, the new things that are going on. You know, it basically was 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 kind of inspired and instigated by Adidas at a at a at a on a, actually a trip with a bunch of us Adidas coaches that were together, and we started brainstorming this with the Adidas people, and basically, so they've driven it. Uh, obviously, it has to be put on by a university. Uh, so we were hosted by AM one day and, and UTSA today. 
Uh, I think they've, we've gotten off to a really good start. We'll take a good look at all of our camps that we do here this June, evaluate it, see if it's something we want to continue for next year, and, uh, and then in the meantime try to take advantage of it. We've definitely seen faces that we've known that kind of confirmed uh, what we've known and we found some new guys so uh, they're valuable yeah with well, the way you guys recruit you're you're not just one region you're nationwide yeah. so with with the the number of camps adidas is doing how beneficial is it for you that they're all over the country well i think that uh, you know there's there's no doubt about it that we we want to be good in our in our home state, we want to be good in our radius, uh, but it's necessary to fill that class up and to look nationally. And I think that uh, obviously Adidas is an international brand, uh, but in, in our in our country, they are very very involved with young people. And so wh whether it's their seven on seven stuff or or getting a bunch of Adidas schools together basically to form a camp like this. Uh, I think it's really smart and it's really good for all of us. Now you guys uh, with your 2018 class, you can't talk about specific names, but your numbers are, are really far along. When you kind of look at heading into maybe the end of June, where do you realistically think you could be at as far as almost nearly being done at this class? It's possible. You know, I don't think, you know, I've stated it as a possibility before, and, and but not really necessarily a, a firm goal. You know, you don't want to rush into this. You, you got to have a kind of a feeling of where you are. We have definitely been able to kind of hone in on certain people for about four different spots uh, that we're looking at very, very closely. And uh, we've had to make some tough decisions about not recruiting some positions uh, just because of our limited numbers this year and the number of guys we have now committed. Can that get to 18, you think, this year? I mean, or is it hard to say at this point? It's really hard to say, and 18's a stretch. That, that's 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 the yeah. optimistic. Yeah, that would be a very optimistic goal. <laughs> you know, if, if, if you could tell me right now that that would be a safe goal for us, I'd be very happy about it, uh, just because we have so many good players kind of on the line yet. Uh, um, but, you know, I think that it might be a little less than that in the end. Unless, you know, some things happen and you don't have a crystal ball. So, you know, we can play it as we go. And then, you know, your 2017 guys started class today in Lincoln, uh, the ones that weren't here in the spring. How many more guys are you still waiting on to arrive to campus uh, with the latest group that just got to Lincoln this weekend? We've got a couple guys that are still out there and, and uh, finishing up some stuff academically uh, before they get here. They won't be in the first term of summer school. They'll be in the second term which is fine and, and uh, you know we, we just want to keep uh, you know getting our guys that are there right now kind of acclimatized to what they need to do academically get their feet on the ground what they need to do in the weight room and then uh, be able to start doing some football drill type stuff with them as we go in the summer to get them ready to play and compete in fall camp. And we'll see you all week on this tour, right? You're, you're yeah. not taking a camp off, right? No, we're going to do all these. You know, the Adidas people and, and the coaches uh, put together uh, this string of camps, and we're, we're going to play it out. You know, our coaches are going to uh, be involved in each one of these camps. And, I, and I, like I said, I think it's, it's both good for guys that we know and for guys that we might yet not know that we can find out there. Well, Coach Riley, it's good seeing you here in San Antonio. We'll see you the rest of the week here on this camp tour. Thank you, Sean. And thanks again here to Head Coach Mike Riley for joining us on the Husker Online Show as his coaches continue their tour around the country with these satellite camps. And Mike Riley has been at all of them other than the camp 
in Georgia as he was back doing a speaking event in Omaha. But that was one of the things that Adidas wanted. They wanted all these head coaches to be at these camps. And Mike Riley really got behind that. He embraced that idea. And he likes to work. You see him at these camps. Um, he's dialed in, looking at prospects, uh, focused on kind of making evaluations. And you could tell he really enjoys this part of it, going out on the road and, and spending time with his coaches and then just getting the chance to maybe find a new player they did not know about. And DiCaprio Boodle a couple years ago was a guy like that at the same camp here in Miami, Florida. And uh, Boodle's family was actually at the camp at Florida International on Thursday night. And it was cool to get a chance to talk to them as their son now goes into his second season at Nebraska. When we come back, we're going to hear from some offensive coaches on this Huskers staff. We caught up with both offensive line coach Mike Cavanaugh and wide receivers coach Keith Williams. That's next. You're listening here to the Husker Online Show. You're listening to HuskerOnline.com, your authority on Nebraska athletics. And we're back here on the Husker Online Show, the special satellite camp edition as Nebraska continues their tour around the country with camps uh, from coast to coast. Sean Callahan here. We're still in Miami, um, about to head off to St. Louis and then California to close things off this week. And, you know, one of the fun things on the road has been getting a chance to see just some of these coaches in action, particularly wide receivers coach Keith Williams. Everybody knows what type of recruiter Keith Williams is and uh, kind of what he brings to the table with his personality, with his energy and his swagger. And that's something that was on full display this week here on these satellite camps. We've got a chance here to talk to Keith Williams on the road. We're here in San Antonio, Sean Callahan joined by Nebraska's wide receivers coach Keith Williams before the start of this UTSA satellite camp and Adidas tour coach. For you, uh, it was fun to see you and Dante Williams kind of cutting it up out there right away yesterday in College Station. And I mean, just you, you didn't know a lot of those kids, but you, you kind of just let your personality uh, take over an event like this. And how fun is it just to work with so many new kids at these different camps? It was really fun. Uh, Dante and I, we, you know, we have a great relationship and, and we both have the same approach, I believe, as far as coaching. And so, you know, when you get around good kids, you get around guys that want to work hard, that come out to camp and want to participate. Uh, that, that excites you and it motivates you to want to do the same thing. What uh, I mean, just having so many big schools together and doing these camps, what are the real benefits from a Nebraska perspective, kind of having this big tour of satellite camps? Well, it's good. You get to um, obviously meet new new people. You you talk to the other staffs too. You kind of we as the other staffs, we communicate and we have free time and we we bounce football ideas off each other. So that's good. You know, as a as a byproduct of of actually coming to the camp, but also. You know, with these caliber of universities here, those the caliber of football programs, it attracts more kids, and then you obviously get a chance to, you know, to see maybe a little, a little, a higher amount of kids than you would if if they weren't there. Now, back in Lincoln, all of your uh, incoming um, recruits are on campus and ready to go, starting classes this week. How excited are you? Particularly, Tyjon Lindsay wasn't here with you in the spring. Uh, how, how excited are, are you to have him on campus now for the summer? I'm real excited. Uh, I've been waiting on him to get here. Those other guys, like you said, have. We're already here in terms of uh, speaking of Keyshawn and, and McQuitty. So to, to Tajan to get here was kind of a long process, uh, you know, recruiting him and, and things of that nature, the way that we end, it ended up happening. And so finally all that's over, and uh, and now it's time to move on. What um, Now the rules, are you allowed a couple days a week in the summer now, like one or two hours a week to work with your guys still on the field? Or what's the summer rules as far as what you can do with guys in Lincoln? 
yeah, there, there's a certain amount of time that we can that we uh, can work with them throughout the week, and so when we get back, we'll start doing that. Well, they're they're doing it now, but when I get back, I'll, I'll hop in and start doing it. How, I mean, how hard is it going to be when you just start to already look at that first day of camp in late July, just to kind of assemble your group? Is you have so many guys that are kind of equal um, that could really all play this year for you? Right. Well, it's not really hard because you know my, my philosophy about that is uh, you know not to anticipate or have a preconceived notion of what may happen or, you know, a preconceived idea, just, you know, uh, let them play, let them work, and, and, and evaluate it day by day. Javon, even though he didn't go through spring, I mean, is he a guy that you think is going to have a good shot to get on the field as a freshman? I believe so. He, uh, His attitude is right. His approach is, has been good. He's been here, so he's going to He's going to be uh, familiar with the with the offense in general, at least you know out of the book, and so that's going to be a benefit for him in terms of moving forward when he actually is able to, to participate and get into full speed practices. And then you guys will have the two big Friday night light camps. I know you can't talk specifics about players, but what kind of turnout can Nebraska fans expect at this year's camp? I think last year was one for the books. Uh, can can we expect to see something similar with a lot of big name guys making their way back to Lincoln? Yes, that's the plan. We're, we we. We talk about last year's uh, Friday Night Lights camp as a staff a lot. That was great. The fans made it awesome, uh, one of a kind. I've never seen anything like that. And so our idea is to make it as much uh, as it was last year as we can. That's the plan. Well, Keith, thanks for joining us out here in San Antonio. Look forward to seeing you back in Lincoln. Appreciate it. Another coach here on the offense that made the trip for Nebraska was offensive line coach Mike Cavanaugh. And Cavanaugh is going to bring in a very impressive group of offensive line recruits, four total, one of them Brock Bando already being on campus. This year, he's only going to take two in the 2018 class, and they're nearly done. They already have one. I think they have a pretty good idea who that second commit's going to be. We talked to Mike Cavanaugh about a lot of different things here as we caught up with him at the satellite camps. We're here in San Antonio at Nebraska's uh, second of their leg of satellite camps with Adidas. Sean Callahan now joined by Nebraska's offensive line coach, Mike Cavanaugh. Coach, for you, um, it, it's going to be a long week of travel, and you're going to make the whole entire tour. How many of you coaches are going to go to all of the camps? I know a lot of you, uh, six of you, kind of Coach Riley right. came out here. Will, will that group kind of be the group that hits all these events all week? Yeah, it's going to be that same group until we get a little bit later in the week to Lindenwood. What uh, these new camp rules kind of ha how – the satellite camps have changed and you have 10 total camp days. Right. What are the real benefits of that as far as you're concerned and when you look at kind of how these camps have all come together? Well, I think it's great to see the 2019 guys. You know, we're pretty much done with the 2018 class. Um, so, you know, getting a chance to see and uh, evaluate the 2019, 2020 guys, I think is great. What uh, When you look at kind of this year's class, so you have what one more spot left maybe for the, the 2018 yeah, to looking, tackle? Looking for a tackle. And you're taking three total in the class? We hope to, yeah. And then you, you kind of look ahead. Um, a lot of your freshmen have arrived to campus. It's a it's a it's an impressive group. Right. Uh, Brandon Hymas from right here in Texas. Yep. Uh, we've seen the videos of Chris Walker with Lipton Weights. Right. How excited are you about some of these new guys coming on campus? I'm really excited. You know, uh, I got a chance to see Hymas during the recruiting period. Went out to dinner with his mom and dad and everybody, and he looks tremendous. He's up to 280 and looks great. Dad's an old strength coach, so trains him hard. Uh, Sectorman looks awesome. He's 285. Uh, did the same thing, popped through Cincinnati. Had a chance to have lunch with 
his family. So, and then obviously you see the videos of Chris Walker, you know, he's a grinder. Yeah, Chris was one of those late bloomer guys. I mean, for him to develop that much in the course of a year, I mean, what are your thoughts just on his potential as, I mean, because he's one of those guys that it seems like he's gotten bigger every time you see him. Yeah, he loves the weight room. I mean, he works hard. I think he loves football, obviously, and uh, we're excited to work with him. What are uh, these camps like yesterday at Texas A&M? I mean, when you have that many coaches together working, how unique is that, especially when you get a bunch of Power 5 schools? Usually you don't see an A&M and a Nebraska and, you know, all those types of schools kind of work in one big event like that. No, I thought it went great. I mean, obviously there was a lot of schools there yesterday. I think the same thing's going to take place today at UTSA. So, I mean, great, great time. Well, Coach, it was great seeing you here in San great Antonio. Uh, we'll uh, look forward to seeing you back in Lincoln um, when the Friday Night Light Camp starts up. Sounds good, Sean. Good to see you. All Thank right. you. And thanks again here to Mike Cavanaugh and Keith Williams for joining us on the Husker Online Show as Nebraska continues this tour around the country. When we come back, we're going to catch up with Nebraska's defensive coaches as we talk to both defensive line coach John Perella and corners coach Dante Williams as our special edition of this Husker Online Satellite Tour show continues. You're listening to HuskerOnline.com, your authority on Nebraska athletics. And welcome back to this special edition of the Husker Online show. Sean Callahan here in Miami, as we just heard from Nebraska's offensive coaches. And now we got a chance here to catch up with the defensive coaches as Dante Williams and John Perella joined us here uh, on the road here at these satellite camps as Nebraska gets ready to travel off to their next camp in St. Louis. And I uh, got a chance to talk with John Perella, who, you know, making this adjustment into the 3-4 defense, it's made things a little bit different in recruiting, but uh, John Perella has a lot of experience. He's played in a 3-4, understands the system, and he talked about a number of things here uh, about about that transition and about these camps as, we joined, as he joined us here on the road. We're here at the uh, Adidas Camp Series event at the University of Texas San Antonio. Sean Callahan, pleased to be joined by Nebraska's defensive line coach, John Perella. Now, Coach, these, these satellite camps, are, are kind of new for you. Uh, you went through your first one yesterday, uh, kind of a mega camp at Texas A&M. What was that experience like? Yeah, it was great. I think that, you know the biggest thing is the chance to see so many different kids around the country, and, and uh, you know it was great. It was a great time. I think it was a lot of great, uh, uh, great eval for other kids. Uh, all ages, freshmen, sophomores, and juniors around the country. What do you, what do you really look for? I guess when you when you're at a camp like this, I mean, you already kind of have your offers out there. You know what you, you want as a defensive lineman. So when you come into something like this, where maybe there's going to be kids you don't know, what what are the biggest things you look for? You know, it's just a chance to work with kids. You know, get a chance to help them in their technique, and a chance to work with them one on one is always a big deal. And then just the transition now to the three four um, in recruiting. What have been some of the biggest changes as far as what you look for, and maybe a nose guard and the the defensive ends and in those positions as far as the size and the measurables yeah, you know like always we're, we don't get into our scheme or what exactly what we're looking for but you know we're looking for you know big guys that can run you know and that's in all positions so uh, you know that's a, you know, we're looking for big tough strong guys who have great grades and great character I mean that's what we're looking for a lot of your new guys have reported to campus this week mm -hmm. uh, started classes on uh, today Monday um, how excited are you to get back to Lincoln here on Monday night to, to get a chance to, to see some of those guys in the weight room right away well you know we're back and then we're back on the road again uh, the next day so we're not going to get a chance to really spend much time with them but you know we're excited you know they're there excited for them to get you know the transition into the weight room the academics and everything they've got going on so uh, we can't wait to work with them what's this week like I mean you're going to be coast to coast LA to Miami and a bunch of places in between
between? Um, I mean, is it just like recruiting during the season or just going to take a little bit more out of you than a normal week? No, I think you're exactly right. It's just like recruiting during the season, you know, going out, seeing the kid, flying back home, going to practice and repeat. So it's, uh, but, you know, this is what we, you know, we do. We love getting to, uh, getting out and coaching and a chance to, uh, you know, be with the kids and, and, uh, and help them with their craft. Well, Coach Perella, great seeing you here in San Antonio. Yeah, thanks. Great seeing you. And thanks again to Nebraska's defensive line coach, John Perella, for joining us here. We also now had a chance to catch up with Nebraska's corners coach, Dante Williams. And we heard from Keith Williams. And, you know, it's been fun to watch both Keith Williams and Dante Williams in action this week on the road as the energy level Dante brought. Um, and he's not just a secondary recruiter. He goes out and he looks at all players, all positions, he joked with me that I recruit football players. I'm not out here just to look at defensive backs. And, and that's the kind of guy he is. That's the kind of recruiter he is. He has a lot of passion, and, and the kids feed off that. And we got a chance to see that firsthand as we caught up here with Dante Williams on the road. We're in San Antonio here as Nebraska getting ready to start up another satellite camp of part of their week-long tour with Adidas. Sean Callahan of HuskerOnline.com with Nebraska's corners coach, Dante Williams. Coach, you were having a lot of fun out there. We were watching at A&M, and I'm sure it's going to be that way all week as you get a chance to, to work with a lot of these players uh, from all parts of the country. I mean, football is a fun game, so you can't do football without having fun. But yesterday, I mean, the second session, I was the assistant receivers coach. So, you know, <laughs> I just followed Dub's lead. I took, you know, a little – little note out of his book, I was a slot receivers coach yesterday, so <laughs> I was stealing guys. That's all I was doing. You can coach receiver though, right? Yeah, I mean, coach is coaching. And yesterday I was stealing. I mean, he's calling me Pittsburgh Stiller because I'm out here stealing guys. So I'm baby Ben Roethlisberger right now. Just uh, now that you've had a full spring now to recruit, you really only had about a month or a month and a half. Uh, but just now that you got your feet underneath you at Nebraska, what have you learned about just kind of recruiting at a place like Nebraska and, and, and kind of what it takes and what you can accomplish? Uh, I mean, it's an engine. So, I mean, anytime you're working with good people, I mean, with Coach Riley, Sean I, of course, Bob Diaco, I mean, every day I'm competing against Keith, just let alone. So, I mean, when you're at a place that has the following that Nebraska has, it has the fan support Nebraska has, and I mean, it has the whole state behind them, I mean, the sky's the limit. Have you learned just some new, everyone's always looked at you as kind of the West Coast guy because of your ties, but have you had to learn the South now and Texas and, and you know, other parts of the country to, 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 to find more guys as well? I mean, I'm an all-coast guy. I mean, I went to college in Syracuse. So, I mean, just as far as being a West Coast guy, I just happened to be where I was born. And L.A. is always going to run through, through me. So, I mean, it doesn't really matter. I mean, wherever you go, people are people. And as long as you can relate and you can talk and you can hold your own, you're going to always be okay. It doesn't matter where it's at. You look at just the – you can't talk about specifics, but for you, this is a big recruiting year. You've got to sign a big corner class. You're in a safety in there. Um, how important is it that you kind of finish out this 18 class um, and, and get these guys locked up and signed in December? I mean, right now every year is a big recruiting class. I mean, you can't win without players. I don't care how great of a coach you are. So, I mean, if you notice, 18, 19s, 20s, it doesn't matter. If you play, you can play. And at Nebraska right now, that's what we're looking for. We're looking for guys that continue to compete to win championships. Yeah, you've got Kalu and Jones are seniors and, you know, a lot of older guys that will be leaving the program. Can you, how much can you sell that opportunity to some of these top guys? Like, look, we're going to have an empty depth chart, so you can come in here and, and really have a great opportunity. I mean, it's going to sell itself. With guys like that, when you got big-time players, I mean, those guys getting drafted, those guys having careers in the NFL, that sells to players, you know? So it's not really the opportunity, because if all those guys leave and they don't play after this year, then it's a problem. 
So that's a problem for me as a coach. It's a problem for us and our system. And I believe those guys will have every shot to play after this with what Coach Diaco and what we demand here at the University of Nebraska. What about, uh, you know, you guys will have these Friday Night Light camps. You weren't with them last year. What did you hear about last year's Friday Night Lights camp? I think there were 3,000 Husker fans that came in the stadium uh, to watch a Friday Night Football camp. Uh, I think this year will be bigger. You're calling your shot now? This year it will be bigger. I definitely can say that because, I mean, we have a lot of big-time guys coming in, a lot of guys that they loved last year. I mean, I can't say no names, but they'll be back again this year. And just a chance to see me and Dub go at it, the whole darn uh, Friday Night Lights camp is going to be worth it. So before you got to Nebraska, just last year, what Nebraska was doing out west, how much did that kind of like make noise even in your part when you were at Arizona? I mean, was that making a lot of noise last year, what Nebraska did out west? Uh, it was. It was a thorn in my side. So, I mean, <laughs> to be part of it is, you know, a lot better than go against it. So, I mean, I, I love it. I mean, everything that we're doing right now, I mean, like I said, we're national recruiting. So one day I may be in Florida, the next day I may be in California, the next day I may be in Michigan. So, I mean, you got to embrace the process and love every minute of it, and I do. Well, Coach, uh, thanks for joining us out here in San Antonio. Look forward to seeing you all week here on the tour and back in Lincoln. Thank you. I appreciate it. GBR. And thanks again to both Dante Williams and John Perella for joining us here on the Husker Online Show from this special satellite camp edition as Nebraska now gets ready to head off to St. Louis and California for their final two camps. And they'll be back in Lincoln uh, for two Friday Night Light camps on June 16th and June 23rd. Nebraska's going to do something pretty interesting to make those events even bigger and better. And you heard Dante Williams even hint to that as we'll bring Nate Klaus back in to close the show and we'll talk about that next. You're listening here to the Husker Online Show. You're listening to HuskerOnline.com, your authority on Nebraska athletics. And welcome back here to this special edition of the Husker Online Show on the road as we're in Miami. Final segment here now, Nate, as we've heard from Keith and Dante and John Perella and Mike Cavanaugh, head coach Mike Riley. Um, it's been quite a week for those guys as they really are the only staff, I believe, uh, that will attend every single one of the Adidas events. We've seen North Carolina State just go to like Atlanta and Florida, and a lot of people just kind of went to Atlanta and Florida. Um, I think Mississippi State actually did go to all of them as well. They may not be going out to Arizona State. I don't know that, but uh, Mississippi State and Nebraska, kind of the two the two schools that went out, and uh, it's a lot of work. I mean, those guys have really kind of burned the miles this week. They really have, and, and I'm not sure how many Mississippi State schools were at the UTSA camp uh, or Mississippi State coaches were there. Dan uh, Mullen was there, right? Um, was he there? Yeah. Okay. Uh, it's, it's been a long week, but it, so I can only imagine. <laughs> well, and Adidas, Adidas told these guys, you've got to be there. Yeah. I mean, I think it was a directive from the top that they want the head coaches there to make these the premier camps in the country, and I have no doubt that's happening. I mean, yeah. what Shannon Furbach and his team have done to organize the, those events, this is only going to get bigger and better. There's grumblings of possibly Georgia Tech becoming an Adidas school. If that's the case, you could bet that that Atlanta camp, when they would have that there versus at Mercer and Macon, that would be maybe one of the biggest, best camps we'll ever see. Yeah, that will be a monster because you're talking about a campus that is in downtown Atlanta, not – not a campus that's an hour outside of the city. So, um, yeah, if, if that happens, you'd probably would have to have a two-day camp where, where you either broke it down by positions one day, you know, one day skill guys, one day linemen, or, or you'd have to break it down by upperclassmen, underclassmen type of deal. So that would be, that would be a monster. But 
Um, and you're right. If if you're gonna tout these camps, you you better have some firepower. There. Not a bunch of GAs. Yeah, not a bunch of GAs or, or personnel guys. And personnel guys can't even really go out on the road and attend these camps or work these camps anymore. Uh, but you, it, it, as a kid, if you're going to be seen, I think that you're much more likely to go somewhere if you know that there's going to be. Uh, not only coaches from X, Y, and Z schools, but head coaches are going to be there as well. I think that I think that makes the twenty-five or forty-five dollars, whatever it is, the for the camp entry fee for these players, well, well worth it. Well, in some of these smaller schools like FAU and FIU, they probably profit pretty well off some of these camps with the turnout that they're getting, and that those programs need that revenue. Uh, to run things, but Nate, um, you get ten total days on the road for camps, or t- in on the road or at home. Nebraska's used six of their ten for these camps, and <laughs> I think it's safe to say they've maximized those yeah. six days to the fullest. But uh, they're going to kind of cap things off with two Friday Night Light events in Lincoln, June sixteenth, June twenty third. Um, we know how big these have become. This will be the third year of doing them. Before Nebraska, kind of used to just do session camps where um, the premier guys would come for one day, and I use the the word premier loosely (laughs) because there weren't a lot of premier guys that would come to Nebraska's camps under the old format. Well, Mike Riley's created a format here uh, that lets the fans get involved, um, that maybe makes the premier guy want to come and and be a part of that atmosphere. Last year uh, was kind of the pinnacle of that with over 3,000 fans uh, in Memorial Stadium for the final Friday Night Lights camp that featured the largest group of four- and five-star people ever that we've seen on campus besides this past year's spring game at one time. Well, they've added a new twist to these Friday Night Light camps. Nebraska is going to be holding special Fan Fest on the 16th, 23rd, and 30th of June with free food, Free games, activities, players, cheerleaders from 5 to 7. Mike Riley is going to get out and speak on the 16th and the 23rd. Oh, and by the way, the Friday Night Lights camps, <laughs> they start at 7 o'clock. So if you're at the Fan Fest, why don't you just come on in Memorial Stadium after you eat all your free food and hear us talk and help us recruit and watch these Friday Night Light camps. I mean, can, can you come up with even a better idea than that? Because I can't. No, it's genius. Whoever came up with that idea probably deserves a bit of a raise because – I mean, just when you thought that that last year's Friday Night Light camps, you know, may be hard to to kind of top, all of a sudden you throw you throw this fan aspect into it, and you you kind of roll out the red carpet, free food, yeah, and give free food and free access to Memorial Stadium and and the the coaches and and players and everything. I mean, I don't know of of a better activity for for people in the state of Nebraska, especially in Lincoln and the surrounding areas, to really take advantage of in the middle of the summer. I mean, that's going to be a hot ticket, a hot place to be. And then you f- you factor in the fact that you're going to have a lot of a lot of talent, big time talent on campus at both are, camps, not just the second one. I think like the the first one's going to have. I mean, some guys can't make that. Second yeah, one. some guys can't make the twenty third, which is is going to be the bigger of the two. But uh, so they're going to be going to the sixteenth, and I think both those camps are going to be very impressive. But the twenty third is the one that is going to be. You know, you better get your popcorn from the free fan day event ready because that's going to be the one where there's going to be a lot of big-time players there and and a lot of the current commits are going to be there as well. And they're even trying to get some of these kids that have been at these satellite camps – 
to come up and and you know I think the coaches have been selling come up to this you got to see it you won't believe it and it did make an impact I mean you think about Tyjon Lindsay um, I think that event made a big impact on him mm-hmm. and it kept Nebraska in the fight when nobody realized they were even in the fight yeah it did it really did it made an impression and I mean what what other place can you go to in the country where you're going to be competing against top level talent and you're going to have thousands of fans in the stands cheering for for every catch or or you know every good play that's made during a camp. I mean, that right there just kind of kind of gives you a taste of the the passion that the fan base has and I think that's pretty cool as a recruit. You know, the spring game has turned into a special type of recruiting event and and I think we're starting to see these Friday night light camps reach their potential you know there was there was lofty goals kind of put forth when they when they um, created these and and I think they're 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 taking the step in the right direction each with each camp and and kind of reaching their and maximizing that full potential. and they did three last year they're going to scale it back to two I think they were going to have the option to do one on the 30th but I think they're just going to keep it at two um, you know and, and they'll have two other camp days they could technically use if a Keith Williams or a Dante or somebody or Kavanaugh wants to go out to work uh, a special event somewhere, they can still utilize those two days. But um, I have to think, Nate, Nebraska has been as creative as anybody as far as maximizing these 10 days um, with what they've been able to get out of it. Because I feel like they've gotten as much or more out of just eight days when you add them all up as anybody. Yeah, they have. And, and you look at you look at the places that they've been or will have gone throughout these this this week and i think it really hits in every crucial recruiting area that nebraska wants to be in obviously having the friday night light camps and everything uh is going to hit in that 500 mile radius i think there's going to be a lot of good players especially underclassmen come from within the radius to those camps as well as nationally but um when you look at the where they're at for the satellite camps they're in texas two different camps in Texas and that Texas is a state where they're really trying to get back into they're trying to create more of a presence there and and recruit um, you know at at a high level there and they're starting to do that Uh, they had a good handful of kids out of Texas in the 2017 class Um, they're going to South Florida with uh, with the two camps at FAU and FIU and in South Florida has been good to Nebraska too over the over the last several years and they're, they're trying to keep that going Obviously, St. Louis in this in that Missouri area is uh, a priority for Nebraska. A lot of kids in this 2018 class and especially the 2019 class that they've already offered, but even more kids that are on the radar that they've that they have yet to offer, especially in that 2019 class. So I think that the camp at Lindenwood is going to be uh, really good for Nebraska. And then, of course, the Calabrasca movement continues with them heading out to to the Redlands University to have that camp. And what's interesting about that camp is they decided to have it in the Inland Empire instead of in And I asked Mike right I go, I go, do you think that's kind of far from um, you know, the city? He goes, Sean, that's where the kids are at. Mm-hmm. And, and he was pretty adamant. We, we wanted to be out there. Yeah, there's some good programs in the city, in the inner city, but um, a, a lot of your a lot of your top players are – 
are right there in the Inland Empire. There's a lot of really, really good football right there. Um, so I, I expect that camp to be, you know, to have a good turnout there, even though you're kind of going toe-to-toe with USC's Rising Stars uh, camp. And then I even think that UCLA may be having a camp that day somewhere in the area too. But uh, I guarantee you that there's going to be a lot of talent at that at the Redlands University camp in the Inland Empire. And, and that's – I mean, it's smart. They've, they've been able to, to kind of – make their presence felt out in South, Southern California, uh, especially in, in the Los Angeles area. Now to take it out to the kids in the Inland Empire uh, should be beneficial for Nebraska. And I feel like, Nate, every school has done this as far as when they have these camps. Everyone's kind of hammering the first 10 days of June uh, because you only get the month of June right now. I guess the junior college events in July, that's different because those aren't high school prospects. Is that right? Or? Yeah, I think that's I think that's the way it falls. Because um, KU and Mississippi State are going to host junior college camps, which I don't think Nebraska will take part in either, but there will be some dudes there too. Uh, but schools want to have these camps early in June when kids are fresh, they have full, full bank accounts of money to spend yeah. on camps. Because if you wait until the end of June – Kids are tired. They may have spent their camp money already. Um, so, yeah, it is competitive on these in, on these dates in June. It is very competitive. And, and you look at the, you know, the camps that are going across the country, there's, there's a lot of schools going head-to-head on, on similar days that, uh, you know, you're having recruits that are kind of torn between which camp they, they can go to. Okay, I can go to three or four camps this summer. Now I need to figure out which ones I'm going to go to. And I think if you have them, um, you know, kind of front-loaded in that month of June, that's going to be to your benefit because like you said the each kid has a a a limited amount of resources that they can spend on travel and and on uh actually paying to get into the camps and whatnot so um and then of course as as the month moves along i think the kids become a a, maybe a little bit less motivated uh, to go to all these camps because it's a grind on their bodies too And, and plus they have priorities to be back home with their with their high school teams and in the weight room and preparing for their uh, upcoming seasons as well. So I think uh, to have more camps up at the beginning of the month of June is, is definitely a benefit. Well, Nate, it's been a, a fun trip here. We've been on the road since Saturday when we flew to Dallas out of Omaha. We'll land in Omaha on Sunday at about midnight, so eight nights on the road in the hotels. Um, but we love it. This is why we are one of a kind yep. um, that, you know, work until midnight and getting up at five or six to these camps, It's it's been it's been a blast and um, looking forward to the Friday Night Light camps. But thank you, Nate, for um, all the great coverage you've helped provide this week as well. Oh, it's it's been it's been fun. And anytime you can go out and, and see a ton of talent out on out on the road in different places, I think that's uh, uh, for at least for a guy like myself, that's <laughs> that's worth the that's price. Why we're here? Yeah, that's why we're here. Well, hey, uh, that wraps it up here for this special edition of the Husker Online Show. Make sure, though, you log on to the site both Saturday night and Sunday night as we will have complete coverage from both the St. Louis and Los Angeles area camps. And I'm sure we'll have plenty of coverage as well this upcoming week from the events um, uh, of things that pop up as well. But uh, that wraps it up here for this week's edition of the Husker Online Show. Thanks again for joining us this week on Husker Online, your authority on Nebraska athletics.